Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're going to continue to learn Mishnah Shabbos, finishing the first parak with Mishnah Yud and Mishnah Yud Aleph. And now we're going to see various halachos where Beis Shammai is in agreement with Beis Hillel. That one is not allowed to begin certain halachos, certain actions on Erev Shabbos unless they can be completed with nightfall. In Solon, Boster, Betzel, Ubeitza, one is not allowed to roast meat or onion. Or an egg, unless they are going to be edible once Shabbos begins. What's edible? So that's something we're going to return to later on in this Masechta. But it's Meichah Ben It has to be at least a third cook or maybe half cooked. And it's subject to a lot of dispute. But suffices it to say for now, unless it's going to be halachically edible, as in edible and can be consumed. So then one's not allowed to do an Arab Yontif. And what's the concern? The concern is as follows. Let's say I take an egg. Or a piece of meat. I like meat. I take a piece of meat and I put it on the fire on Erev Shabbos. And Shabbos begins and I look over at the meat. And I'm like, oh, it's not really cooking so well. So what do I do? I reach over and I start to stir the coals in order to make sure that make the fire get a little hotter. Well, when you stir the coals to make the fire get hotter, I'm effectively lighting a fire on Shabbos, which is an Isra de Arisa, a biblical prohibition. So in order to avoid this, the Mishnah tells us one is not allowed to enter into Shabbos with food that is not fully cooked or fully cooked in halachic level because we have this concern someone may stir the coals to hasten the cooking process or to cook the item. But once it's cooked enough that it's edible so that we don't we no longer have this concern. Similarly, one may not take bread and put it in the oven close to nightfall. Or another, another technique of cooking. The first technique was they take bread and they would put it on the oven wall. They literally stick it to the wall of the oven, and that's how it cook. I was once in Israel in the Shuk, and I actually saw this. That they, again, a big oven, and it's stuck to the wall of the oven. Another technique was they would haral agabe gacholim. They would take a round cake and put it on coals. Unless, again, there too, it was cooked on, on the day. What's cooked for bread? So then it's, it begins to develop the crust while it's daytime. In those cases, once we assume it's developing its crust, we're not we're no longer concerned a person's going to go and stir the coals to hasten the baking process. It happens to be Eliezer Omer, Eliezer is going to disagree with this Tanakhama, this first opinion. Not that he thinks that we are no, not concerned about someone hastening the process, but rather he disagrees with what is the definition of cooked. Whereas the Tanakama, the first opinion says once it develops a crust on the entire surface, Rabbi Eliezer says, no, once the bottom surface of it, the part that's touching the coals or the oven, develops a crust, once it forms its crust, then he says, we're no longer concerned someone's going to stir the coals because the person will say the oven's going to, going to be hot enough, it's going to cook the rest of it uh, thoroughly, and therefore, and therefore, we, if that, if coming into Shabbos, when Shabbos begins, the bottom of the Bread is fully formed, so then we can assume the person is not going to stir the coals, and it's not a problem anymore. Mishnah Yud Aleph, 11. The, on Erev Pesach, on Erev Pesach, in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, they would bring a carbon Pesach. What happens, however, is follows. They would slaughter the Pesach, and then they would begin to roast it, and then at night at the Seder, they would eat it. But what happens if the first night of Pesach is also Shabbos? So that, that would mean that coming into that Shabbos, Pesach, the Pesach, the carbon Pesach, excuse me, would already have to be fully cooked, because if it wasn't fully cooked, so then we have the problem of the previous Mishnah that 
we're afraid some of them will come to stir the coals, and that is a problem. So we have to make sure, like I said in the previous Mishnah, that the Pesach is fully cooked coming into Shabbos. Well, not so fast. Says our Mishnah that although normally we assume meat coming into Shabbos has to be fully cooked so that we don't have this concern that some will stir the coals, we may lower the Pesach into the oven even close to nightfall, as we do not have this concern when it comes to the Pesach. Why not? So the Mepharshim, the commentaries, point out that the way in which one brings a Pesach, part fun, fundamental to bring the Pesach, and this is something we actually discussed Shabbos Shuvo, is you bring it bichabura. Excuse me, Shabbos Agadol. You bring it bichabura as a group, and since it's not one person in the kitchen cooking, it's a group of people bringing the carbon Pesach, this Pesach sacrifice. They'll remind each other, hey, wait, you can't stir the coals. You can't stir the coals at Shabbos. Umachzir and Sar. Similarly, that. In the base Hamig, and similarly in the base Hamigdash, Ramdur's base Hamokad. There, in the base Hamigdash, there was a bonfire in the fire chamber where they had a fire, and there too that you can light the wood of that bonfire before Shabbos. There would be a concern, as you can imagine, we'll see in a minute, that if you were to have a bonfire in your home and you only light it right before Shabbos, so I'm sure you've all been there. You are out in the woods camping and you light a little fire, and then what happens? It starts smoking and smoldering, and you start to fan it. And then it starts to go out, and you fan it a little more, and you start blowing it and trying all the tricks in the bo- in, in, in the books. I hope you don't use lighter fluid. That's cheating. But you start to use all the all the tricks in the books to, to fan it and get the f- thing to light and to ignite. So imagine lighting this right before Shabbos. And then Shabbos hits. You're not allowed to fan the flames. You're not allowed to blow on it. There's a great concern, and therefore, seemingly, there should be a prohibition, and we'll see in a minute, there's a prohibition to light a bonfire right before Shabbos. However, in the base Hamikdash itself, one can do so. Why can one do so? We're not concerned that someone's going to begin to, to fan the flames to spread the fire to the rest of the wood because the Kohanim are Zrizimheim. The Kohanim are very well trained in all the halachas, and they know what's permitted and what's not permitted. They're, they're used to all these halachas. They're used to all this, and therefore, they're not going to fan the flames. So once you light it, hopefully it will catch fire, and therefore, in the base of Migdash, one's allowed to light a fire on a bonfire right before Shabbos. Ubigvulin, but in the rest of the country, as in outside of the temple, Kadeshi Tochz Kerubon, one's only allowed to light a fire of a bonfire if there's enough time for the enti- for most of this bonfire to catch fire before Shabbos begins. Otherwise, we're afraid someone might have to start again fanning the flames, removing sticks, playing around with it so that it catches fire, and that will be on Shabbos, and there'll be a prohibition. Rehuda Omer, Rehuda says, that although when it comes to a bonfire, you have to have enough time that the, most of the, the, the uh, bonfire will, will, will uh, light on fire before Shabbos begins, if it's charcoal, we don't have this concern because we assume charcoal is so, is so flammable that once you even light a little bit of it, the fire will spread very quickly. I wish you all a wonderful day.